Welcome to Nude, where we strip back the layers of cultural conditioning, taboos and shame around sex, intimacy and relationships. I am so excited to share with you some of the knowledge and wisdom I've gained as a self-development enthusiast, exotic dancer, mother, dominatrix and polyamorous lover. If you're open-minded and ready to hear some real juicy and vulnerable conversations with some epic and fascinating people, then stay tuned and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Nude. Today I am talking about the true power of the menstrual cycle, which is one of my favorite topics and I am so excited to share with you today. I think it is just one of the most fascinating topics I have delved into on my journey of life, you know, connecting with my own cycle and I just want to share with you everything I've learned because whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, you definitely have someone in your life who does And you probably love them or at least like them a lot. And maybe it could help you understand them better or support them better. And yeah, I just think it's a really, really fascinating, interesting topic that I was not well educated on as a young woman. And so now I really want to share what I've learned uh, with anyone who will listen. (laughs) So just so you know, I would like to refer to my cycle as my moon cycle just because I'm a witch and I hang out with the moon and that's just how it is and I know it's really woo woo but if you don't like it then you probably just won't like any of my other episodes either Um, (laughs) and so just so you know the way I'm gonna do this episode is I have actually done quite a bit of uh, work I've prepared for this episode yay me it's rare but I have And so occasionally I might be reading off this uh, little sheet here that I've made, Uh, but I'm going to go through each of the four phases of the cycle. And if you didn't know there were four phases to the menstrual cycle, well, now you do. And what we typically understand or what I think a lot of people might be, that might be common knowledge is that women menstruate, women bleed approximately once a month. Uh, But that is just one phase and there are four phases altogether that women go through if you're having a a, a natural, reasonably regular cycle. And yeah, and you go through these phases approximately every month and you are almost a different person in each phase. And when you really get in tune with all the subtle ways you change throughout the month, you can really use that knowledge and that wisdom um, to, to empower yourself and to completely rearrange your life, frankly. Like I manage my life now around my cycle as much as I can and it just makes everything so much easier. You know, we've been really raised in this culture where everything is so linear and so goal focused and so masculine. And yet, you know, over half of the population are deeply um, cyclic. And every single month, we're going through all these different phases and we have superpowers in certain times of our phases and areas where we just can't show up and with the same strength as we normally would. And we have different 
areas of our being that are most powerful in each phase. And if you don't know this, you should, and I'm going to tell you. Um, So I'm going to go through each phase and I'm going to let you know what I experience in that phase. So physically, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, how I support myself in that phase with like food, sleep, exercise, how I schedule my life and maybe any rituals I do around around that phase. I'm going to let you know how I parent differently in each phase of my cycle because that's been quite a revelation to um, realize, like to understand. Uh, I'm going to let you know the support that I really appreciate from my partner, like my intimate partner, David, during each phase. And I'm going to briefly mention some of the messages that I absorbed from my culture growing up around that particular phase. So that's how I'm going to move through this episode. It's worth uh, informing you that for me, I came off any form of hormonal birth, any form of birth control barrier methods about 12 years ago. So I have had 12 years of having a reasonably regular natural cycle in the sense that I've not used any any birth control except condoms. So that's worth mentioning because if you're using anything, whether it is even just a copper IUD or the pill or a Mirena or the injection or all these different uh, forms of birth control, which by the way, I've tried most of them, in my younger years. And yeah, they're all going to have a really, really significant impact on your ability to connect in with your cycle. And so some of this, you may not relate to it if you've always been on birth control. You know, if you've been on birth control, like I started uh, birth control, I went on the pill when I was 13. Uh, So yeah, you know, like if you've been on birth control since you were 13 or 15, 16, then a lot of this might be like, whoa, you know, because the pill really levels you out and you don't go through these really, you know, and somewhat quite significant changes in each phase. Uh, you, you you still will go through a cyclic phase because you're still a, a woman, you're still connected to the moon, you're still um, a cyclic being, but it's going to be way less noticeable, much more subtle. So one other thing to mention before I get stuck into each of the phases is that I have been using the fertility awareness method of birth control. It's abbreviated to FAM, F-A-M. And what that means is that especially in this last year for me, I've been really using this. But before that, I was kind of just using condoms most of the time because uh, I really just wanted to be careful. I didn't want to get pregnant. And so I would use condoms all the time except for when I was bleeding. And then otherwise I would use condoms for the rest of my cycle. Whereas in the last year, I have been having sex a lot. Um, Yay, David. And because of that, it's really made me have to pay much closer attention to where I am in my cycle because I really love to have unprotected sex, but I really am not keen to get pregnant right now. So it's the amount of sex we've had has really upped my game and upped the level of 
awareness I've need to have with have with where I'm at in my cycle. So just I'm not going to go into the fertility awareness method. You can totally Google that shit and get heaps of information on it. Uh, I'm actually going to do a completely separate episode on that. But basically what it is, is you track the subtle changes that your body goes through each day throughout your whole cycle. And that includes your basal body temperature, the position of the cervix, the cervical fluid, uh, how you're feeling. There's there's heaps of different things that you can track every single day. Uh, but one of the most important is your, is your basal body temperature. Uh, and after ovulation, it, there's a significant spike and that's how you know you've ovulated and then you can kind of manage your sex life around that and yeah the, I could go super deep into that but I'm not going to but just so you know that's what that's what I've been doing I've read this book and it's called The Optimized Woman by Miranda Gray and it has been one of the most useful books for helping me understand the different phases that I go through and the main thing that's important is that you do your own uh, tracking of your own cycle because what's normal for me will be completely different to somebody else. But I'm going to use her framework of how she divides the four phases. So she has phase, she uses the seasons and she also uses like a descriptive word for each phase. So phase one of the cycle is day one to six of your cycle. So that day one is always counted as the first day that you bleed. And she likes to call this the winter phase or the reflective phase. And when you think about winter, it is a time where you kind of things slow down and you you become more introspective. And that is kind of, yeah, the tone, I guess, of of this phase. And so what I experienced during this phase is like physically I'm feeling quite heavy, tired, um, quite sleepy, really slow, a little bit bloated sometimes. I can feel emotionally like quite dreamy, very introspective, calm. Like this is probably the calmest uh, part of my cycle where everything is quite serene and especially once I'm, I've moved through any cramps that I have and normally the cramps happen when I've had a lot of stress in my in the month previous so if during that cycle I've had a lot of stress that I haven't processed and moved through my body then that will come out in the way I experience um, the bleeding or moon moon time I like to call it and so I might have a few hours of cramps, which can be really intense. So once I've moved through that, though, things are really like soft and dreamy and I'm quite sensitive, but not in like a really irritable or highly strung way, more in just like a soft way, really easy. Like I could cry quite easily, but it's quite a nice like it's actually quite a nice energy to be in, especially for me, because I'm a very like Bah! high energy intense person so <laughs> this phase the winter reflective the bleeding time moon time is a really nice opportunity for me to slow down and check in with myself and I often feel quite if we're talking kind of more spiritually or energetically I feel very centered 
present. Definitely a time where a lot of wisdom can kind of come through and uh, it's quite a meditative feeling. And yeah, I just have this like soft, gentle awareness that is really beautiful. When you're aware, when I now that I've become aware of how this shows up every single cycle, I can have compassion for this state that I'm in, right? This dreamy, introspective, more introverted state. But if I expected myself to just continue on as I normally would and show up in the same way as I was a few days ago or a week ago, this state could be really frustrating and could feel uh, like a burden because I was resisting it. But when you really drop in to each phase of your cycle, when I really drop into each phase of my cycle, it really helps me feel a lot of compassion and love for myself for for this phase. And also it's just a phase, right? So whatever I'm experiencing is going to move through and it's going to come to an end and I'm going to go into the next phase. So uh, what I like to do to support myself during this phase is um, really gentle movement. I like to be in nature, like slow, gentle walks in nature. Um, You know, I really clear my schedule. I try to not, uh, I don't uh, book a lot of social engagements or really as much as is physically possible. I clear my schedule, completely lower expectations of myself to put anything out into the world, to give a lot to anyone else and really just focus on myself. This is the one phase of the cycle where I really try to take time for me. So I really love to do like a blood ritual. I like to do like tarot reading, which I've recently just got really obsessed with. Yeah, some breath work, listen to nice music. Like I've made myself a moon time playlist of just really soft, like feminine uh, music, but like also quite empowering lyrics. Yeah. So that's, that's something I like to do during that time. And so that's kind of how I like to support myself. And then how I parent differently during this time is first and foremost, I tell my son that I'm in this phase. So I'm on my moon time now, which means I'm bleeding and I'll let him know what I need. So like often uh, in other parts of my cycle, I'll be like wrestling with him, playing with him, running around, being super active, but I really don't want to do that during this time of my cycle. Like the last thing I want to do is run around and wrestle. Um, So yeah, so first of all, I let him know where I'm at. And then I just have to gently remind him like probably every day during that phase or maybe multiple times a day of where I'm at and what I need and that I just need some soft, gentle connection. So if he wants to spend time with me, I will offer things like, like, you know, like sitting on the couch playing with teddies or reading stories. That's probably one of my favorite things to do uh, when I'm feeling like tired or uh, like I need soft connection is we'll read stories or maybe we'll watch a movie. Um, Yeah. And it's just like slowly over time, my hope is that I will build this awareness in him of this the cyclic nature of a woman and then hopefully when he has a partner later in life if he so chooses to partner with women 
Um, and even if not, you know, he's still going to have people he loves that are women. I'm still going to be there, uh, his cousins. And I just would love for him to just have this understanding of the sort of support that is needed during this time. So I definitely parent quite differently during during this phase. But it's a it's a phase I really I enjoy parenting, actually, uh, once the cramps have passed, because that can be really intense and distracting and I actually struggle to parent at all. But once that's passed, uh, I feel because I've got that sense of presence and centeredness and like soft awareness, it's a really beautiful time to connect with my son. Uh, as long as I'm not feeling uh, burdened by a lot of expectations to do anything that's kind of not really within my comfortability during that phase. Now, the next one is the support that I need from David or from an intimate partner during this phase. And I think something that's really appreciated is like him just taking the initi- the initiative to take a few tasks off my hands. That's always like if you're into the love languages, acts of service is definitely my number one love language. And that probably comes with, you know, being a person that does a lot. So when I'm not able to meet those usual expectations and fulfill all those uh, <laughs> projects and tasks I load onto myself – during that phase, it's really, really nice if David can take a few of those things off my hands, take the dog for a walk, take my son to the park or, uh, yeah, just uh, take a little bit of initiative in keeping the house calm and quiet and easing off any of his expectations he might have on me to give. This is not a phase I give easily in and like yeah, that that's probably the thing I, I appreciate the most is those acts of service, um, soft, gentle, loving. Uh, this is usually a part of my cycle where I want to be like made love to, not fucked. <laughs> if you know the difference, <laughs> like hopefully you do. And uh, yeah, so that's what I really appreciate. Soft, gentle connection with him and support with tasks uh, so that I can make space. Like him supporting me in taking time for myself during that phase is really, really greatly appreciated. And probably the last thing is the, the messages that I absorbed growing up in my culture around this phase of a woman's cycle, I think first and foremost, the messages that came from the women in my life was that this was, this is a burden, that to bleed is a burden and you just have to put up with it and get through it and manage it. I totally understand why this exists and it's because we, of the culture that we live in, the way that we live in this rat race is always with this growth mindset. We always have to be doing more. We have to be being productive and achieving and success, blah, blah, blah. And so, of course, if you live in a culture that values productivity over, you know, taking time for oneself to rest and relax and uh, become introverted and introspective, um, bleeding for five days is going to be a fucking burden. But... In my adult life, I have come to realize what a gift this time is if you prioritize it and if you value it, and then you can help share that value system around to everyone around you. So I definitely, first and foremost, kind of uh, absorbed that it's a burden. Also, 
a lot from men. I absorbed it. It's gross. It's smelly, disgusting. It's weird. It's shameful. It should be hidden. Uh, they don't want to hear about it or see it, but they want to make jokes about it. And that, uh, yeah, and that it's just generally an inconvenience to everyone. And I definitely want to take this moment to say, fuck that shit. It's not true. And fuck it right off, basically. (laughs) Because, you know, like, (laughs) this is a really, really important time uh, in the cycle. And it's, if we're talking more like energetically and spiritually, it's a time of letting go. And when we get to coming around to the phase before this, you'll kind of see how much that has played out in my life. So that is phase one. And I'm going to move on to phase two now. And that is day seven to 13. And she likes to call it in the book, she likes to call it the dynamic phase or springtime. So this is a phase where like physically in my body, I start feeling a lot lighter. There's a slow returning of energy. I'm starting to feel, you know, like a bit more excited. Uh, I'm feeling strong, motivated, uh, quite resilient during this phase, productive, I start having a sense of alignment. Things kind of start falling into place. I start seeing all the different ways I can solve problems in my life or I'm seeing, yeah, I see a lot of fresh new solutions and perspective. It's really like that fresh spring time where everything is new and and kind of it's the budding abundance to come. And that's really what it feels like. And it's a very nice time. It's the time that I'm in right now, actually, recording this episode, which is probably why I have the energy to do it. I actually tried to record this episode during my winter phase and I had about 15 attempts and gave up because I'm like, why am I doing this? (laughs) I know this is not my the right phase to record in, but it's so easy to get dragged back into this. No, like I must stay productive. I must keep up. I must not get behind, blah, blah, blah. So I'm in my springtime now, which is why I'm here talking to you about this. So this is definitely a phase where I start feeling like I can, I've got a lot to give. I've got a lot of energy. I can hold space for others and I want to connect a lot with people. So this is a, a time where uh, if you're my friend, you're going to start getting like messages and replies to your your messages to me and your emails and your voice messages. And this is a time I'll like catch up on all my social engagements. And yeah, so that's kind of like what I experience during this phase and how I support myself. I mean, I start to need a little less sleep during this time. Uh, I kind of, I didn't mention food in my winter phase, but I, I just try to eat nourishing food. I tend to not have such a, um, a big appetite during my winter phase, but now in the spring phase, uh, I also have like not a super big appetite and don't need as much sleep. I'm definitely starting to feel really like energetic for some high energy exercise. So this is definitely the time for the gym and weightlifting and running and pole dancing and whatever it is uh, I feel like doing with my body, but definitely the more high energy stuff. Uh, I'll also fill up my schedule. Like I used to do this totally 
unconsciously and not aware, but now I, I consciously fill my schedule because I know that for the next few weeks, I'm going to be able to, or at least the next two weeks, I'm going to be able to manage a busy schedule really well and really enjoy it. It's also a great time if we're talking about like rituals to set goals. So yeah, intention and goal setting is definitely a great, a great thing for me in this phase. And how I parent during this phase, I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome for parenting because I'm feeling playful, happy, enthusiastic. I'm feeling creative, which when you're playing with a five-year-old is really useful because I think one of the things I struggle with a lot as a parent is, is creating fun games to play that I enjoy. But this tends to be a phase where that comes quite naturally. And so that's really useful. Yeah. And so definitely being a parent is, is fun during this phase. And for David, I and, and how he can support me in this phase, there's not a whole lot I will need from him. In fact, this is a time where I'm definitely able to support him in anything that he's got going on. But he can definitely support me in my projects and my goals and get active and enthusiastic with me, encourage me, hold me accountable. This is a phase where he can definitely hold me accountable for things I'm saying I'm going to do and then I'm not doing them because I'm feeling strong and resilient and I can receive that feedback from him and appreciate it. Yeah, if it comes to like sex, then this is definitely a time where I'm starting to feel quite sexy. So moving towards ovulation. So my body is kind of gearing up, starting to encourage me like biologically to start having sex because, um, yeah, within the next five days or so, if I'm having sex, then I could get pregnant. So I'm starting to feel sexy um, because I'm feeling strong and resilient as well. This is a really fun time for kinky sex. So this is where I'm I mean, just last night I was feeling quite dominating, you know, and I was like getting the flogger out a little bit and playing with that and envisioning and fantasizing doming David. So that's definitely like, you know, that's what comes through in this phase because I'm feeling like in control, I think is definitely a big like feeling I get during this phase. Like I'm in control and I know what I want and I know what I want to do and I'm just ready to like, you know, take life by the bulls. <laughs> yeah, and then lastly, the messages I absorb from the culture during this phase is probably that productivity means I'm worthy. And this has been a big theme for me uh, in my life. Somewhat I think I've maybe inherited from mum and because she's so productive. <laughs> she loves productivity and efficiency and I definitely love both those things. But our culture has really like pushed on us that if you are productive, you're worthy. If you're successful, which I don't even know what that fucking means, but yeah, then you're worthy. And so to be productive and sociable, which is what I am during this phase, then yeah, I'm worthy. And if you uh, believe that, then you're, you're, last two phases or your phase one, sorry, and phase four are going to be really difficult because those are probably not your most productive phases or at least mine. I'm just talking about myself here. Like anyone listening is going to be completely different. Yeah. So that is my spring phase. And then we move into phase three, 
which is around day 14 to 20. And she, in the book, she likes to describe this as the summer phase or the expressive phase. And I really resonate with that. This is, oh, this is a very, very fun time. This is a sexy, sexy, sexy time. Um, So what I experienced during this phase is I'm horny as fuck. And that's really fun because it's just fun to be horny, especially when you have a lot of outlet, um, a lot of ways to express it and being a stripper, you know, occasional dominatrix and, you know, having a partner whom we have a lot of sex, then I've got a lot of outlet for this. But I can imagine if you don't, this could be a very frustrating time. (laughs) Of course, there's always self-pleasure, but you can't eat your own pussy and that's just the way it is. So yeah, coming into this phase, I'm feeling alert, engaged, switched on, full of energy. I feel fucking invincible, frankly, at this time. Powerful, strong, really in flow. Everything in my life seems to flow really well during this phase. And there's so much alignment happening and yeah, things falling into place. I feel super independent. Uh, hyper. One thing that I really notice is that I'm hyper aware of masculine energy. And it's just so interesting to me what happens during this phase. Like, obviously, this is the phase where I'm coming up to ovulation, right? So this is key time to have sex and get pregnant if I if that was what I wanted. And so I am so aware of everything masculine around me. And any human being that walks past me and presents strong masculine energy, I feel it. I notice it. My eyes turn, our eyes meet, you know, like just this morning, like as I'm coming into this phase, just this morning, like for instance, dropping my son at kindy, right? In my other phases, I won't even notice the dads. But when I'm dropping my son off at kindy (laughs) at this time of my cycle, I notice every single dad in there. And I'm like, "Mm, mm, hmm, hmm, hmm. Mm. <laughs> like, I can't help it. It is just what it is. And there, yeah, this this happens every cycle. And like, it's just so entertaining to me, you know? And I wonder if they can smell it or sense it, or if I'm putting out this energy and noticing them. I don't know, whatever it is, like there's, there's definitely something happening. Um, this is again, also a time where I have a lot to give and um, yeah. So how I support myself during this phase, I think... I stay needing to stay aware not to overload myself with any commitments that I won't be able to follow through with later is important because in this phase, I'm like, yes, life, you know, I have like so much energy and all this motivation and enthusiasm, but it's important for for me to remember that this is just a phase and that I'm still going to have the next couple of weeks where I'm not going to have this level of high energy. So definitely a time to get heaps of shit done, but still being aware not to overcommit myself for the following couple of weeks. And yeah, generally just fucking enjoy myself. Like this is uh, where I'm just most full of energy. So, I mean, this year I was so lucky that Uh, Ignition Festival, which is like a burn, if you know Burning Man, like Kiwi Burn. Ignition is very similar, but it's like small, much smaller. And that festival just happened to align with my summer expressive phase of my cycle. And I had the most fun I have 
ever had in my life at that festival. It was fucking dope. So <laughs> like if you can arrange um, anything that's really high energy, high sociable, uh, highly sociable experience, then this is the time to do it. And that was just like the most beautiful uh, alignment there for me. And I appreciated it so much. And uh, yeah, so definitely staying aware of, of not to overload myself. Uh, I'm generally not having a, a high, uh, a really big appetite. I don't need as much sleep. It is a, a stage of my cycle where I could get stressed simply because I want to do all these things and I want to, you know, create this project and work on this project and make this happen. And it's like just a time where, yeah, I I could get a little bit stressed if I do too much, Um, but definitely a time where I can enjoy a busy schedule and I can really manage it well. And I think probably like my favorite ritual during this time is sex. Like I just, I just want to have sex all the time and I want to run that erotic energy between David and I, even if we're not having sex, you know, I just want to like constantly be running that energy between us. And that's really super fun and exciting and invigorating to me. Uh, Yeah. And how I parent during this time is just generally parent really well because I have a lot of energy. However, I think because during this phase, I'm feeling really motivated. I can get a little bit distracted with my own, with myself. I can just become a bit self-absorbed and really focused on my projects and all the things I want to achieve. Like I'm generally just a little bit self-absorbed anyway. I mean, that's why I have a podcast, but definitely like this is a time where I kind of just want to like get on with shit and parenting can be a bit tricky because it requires a lot of like presence it requires like to really spend time with him you know quality time it really requires me to let go of all the things I think I need to be doing and just be present with him and spend time with him and that can be really really challenging especially during this phase when what I'd like to be doing is just like having a lot of sex or a whole bunch of other things this is also a time during this phase where at the club when I'm dancing I'm just fucking killing it. Like I always make good money during this phase. I always fucking just have the room when I'm dancing, you know, like I flow so well on stage. I never fuck up or I'm feeling super strong on stage. So I'll, this is definitely a time where I'll do some pole tricks, even though I'm so lazy nowadays. Uh, but during this phase, I'll definitely do pole tricks. I'll pull out everything I possibly can on stage and I'll just do it really well. And so that's always a really good time. Always make money during this phase and feeling generally just really positive. So that's nice. And then when it comes to like the support I need from my partner, I would say probably he needs to support. What I appreciate is that he would support me in being so independent and full of energy. And like sometimes that could be confronting to him if he's not feeling motivated and full of energy. Um, Because, yeah, like that definitely showed up at the festival where like he just couldn't keep up with me. And that's fair. Um, You know, like I'm pretty intense. But the fact that my that part of my cycle aligned with the festival just made me like – 10 times more intense than usual. And I just danced for hours and hours and hours. Like no one could keep up with me. (laughs) Uh, So definitely like supporting me in, in this phase where I am just busy and definitely, you know, like just enjoy how turned on I am and like get in there, you know, (laughs) I'm keen. 
So it's definitely a time to fuck a lot. Yeah. So other than that, I don't need a lot of support during this phase because I'm just so independent and full of energy and owning life. Then finally, the messages that I absorbed during this phase, I would think like there's a couple. So I think definitely because it's the time where I'm most sexy, then basically that I'm a slut, which I now completely own, by the way, and love to be a slut. But, you know, growing up as a young woman, that was definitely an insult that was hurled around at women who were, you know, sexy, pretty much. (laughs) And so it's a time where I am most in my sexual energy. So could get called things like a nymphomaniac or a slut or promiscuous or, um, yeah, homewrecker, <laughs> whatever, those things. And then also, like, I'm super flirty and social. Uh, and generally those things are kind of considered nice things to have around. Um, and then, of course, when you're productive, which I also am during this phase, you're considered worthy. So I'd say this phase and the spring phase are the times where society really likes women because they're getting shit done and they're contributing and they're full of energy so they can manage all the hundreds of thousands of tasks they have to manage. So that is summer. And now I think this is actually becoming my favorite phase, phase four. So this is about day 21 to 28. But for me, it's uh, I have a slightly longer cycle than 28 days. So it's usually more like 30 to 32. So day 21 to 32. And she, in the book, she likes to call this the autumn phase. And now she describes this as the creative phase. But I like to call this the truth phase. Because this, in my opinion, is the most powerful time of my cycle. I'll get to why. But yeah, this is the phase where I feel any truth that's in you, that's unexpressed, will come out, whether that be in a healthy and productive and um, fair way. I don't know, but (laughs) it will come out. So what I experience during this phase, like physically, I start to feel this kind of increasing heaviness. And once ovulation is over, I basically feel like I'm in this phase. So I ovulate, that's over. As soon as that's done, I feel quite a sharp drop in my desire for sex. And fairly soon after that, within a few days, I might get slightly sore breasts and nipples. And that's how I know I've moved on from that. That's how I know in my body This will be very different for everyone, but I know as soon as I start feeling sore breasts and nipples, then I've ovulated, it's done, it's over, and I'm now premenstrual. And I slowly, as the days go on, I progressively feel more sensitive emotionally, more irritable, maybe a little bit bloated. My energy levels can be really up and down. And I start to feel this hyper awareness of anything in my life that is out of alignment and I really lose the mask during this phase so this is a phase where I'm probably in the least control of my self so like during the spring and summer phases I'm really in control and like anything that happens I can choose 
a lot of the time I can choose how I want to react to it and I can easily repress. So very easy for me during the spring and summer phase to just repress things. Just like, eh, I don't want to deal with that right now. Push that down. And obviously that's not ideal, but it is it is what happens often for me. And so if that's happening, then when I come into this phase, the truth phase, then that will start to push its way to the surface. And definitely like the mask is gone. I, I'm going to start mirroring back to you your bullshit and I'm going to be pretty irritable. So how I choose to support myself during this phase is I really do try and exercise during this phase because it really helps level out my mood um, when my mood's a little bit of a pendulum and I'm super hungry so I'm going to eat heaps and that's totally fine if I'm eating really nourishing healthy food and I do try to do that as much as possible but if I'm going to binge this is going to be the time of my cycle I'm going to binge but I really do work on preparing and having healthy food around so that I don't binge on real shit food. Yeah, it's a great time to go to therapy because everything comes to the surface. So it doesn't take long for my therapist to bring out what's really going on or help me to support me to bring out what's really going on. Whereas if I go in my summer phase, I'm just going to be like, oh, everything's fine. You know, I feel great. Uh, So really, this is a great time for me to go to therapy, to spend time in nature. I especially love to be in the ocean during this time. And to journal. Uh, Those are definitely like very important rituals during the truth phase. (laughs) And yeah, how I parent differently during this time is I'm probably irritable. I'd say that's the, the, the most, the thing I struggle with the most is that I'm easily irritated by him. Uh, by my son. And so it's very easy for me to just become overwhelmed and lose my patience and just be a dick basically. And, um, and just not approach, uh, problem solving with much creativity or compassion. I tend to be very, a bit harsh, um, during this time. So definitely lacking in patience. And it's really important during this phase of my cycle to manage how I parent. So really stay aware of how irritable I'm feeling and be like, okay, I'm feeling really irritable. Here's how I'm going to manage the afternoon with my son. You know, I'm going to make sure that I get this amount of time to myself to release some emotions, or I'm definitely going to exercise today so that I can actually be present with my son for a few hours this afternoon or whatever. But it's definitely a time where I need quite a lot of awareness and it's really hard and I fuck it up all the time, you know, like it's just... It is, it's just a hard time. <laughs> but yeah, definitely I need space during this time. And yeah, like if I'm going to put a movie on and use a screen to distract him, it'll maybe do, be during this phase because I just can't deal with his shit at times. <laughs> and yeah, and I will often tell him about this phase too. So I probably don't communicate with him so much about my spring and summer phases because I guess I don't. Um, yeah, I just, I don't, but, uh, hopefully I will over time and he's going to get this like real fucking awesome knowledge around a woman's cycle. But he, I definitely usually need to communicate with him when I'm in this phase. 
and I just tell him exactly what's going on and why and that can help that can really help him and he's he's pretty understanding and I just have to remind him you know about about what's going on with me because kids are just selfish you know they're just thinking about themselves and that's just how it is to be a kid and then the support that I need for my partner well this is a big one I would say that of all the phases, this is the phase where what I desire most from him is his divine masculine presence. And it's probably a time where he may find it difficult to be around me or it could it's gonna definitely going to be like could be a challenging time for us because anything that is out of alignment within our relationship is going to come out now. This is where it's going to start pushing its way to the surface and I'm not going to be able to hold it in. Like it's just going to come out one way or the other. And ideally I'm going to manage myself well so that I, so that it comes out in a way that is loving and um, fair and just, but that is not always the case, Uh, but I do my best and I am working on it. But definitely like this is a time for him to really tune into his bravery and courage, his flexibility, resilience, and I think just this like fierce, loving presence, this energy that I love from him where he's just so committed to holding space for me and allowing me to share and express whatever it is that's going on for me and and it will be of use you know it might not always come out in the best way and that is my responsibility it is always my responsibility to communicate what I my truth in a way that is loving but also What's really useful is if he can stand in his strong masculine presence and just like be there, you know, just be there and be like, I'm fucking here. I'm, I'm hearing you. I'm seeing you and I'm supporting you. I think what I've realized recently is that this is definitely not a time to abandon me. (laughs) And that what that feels like for me would be like him just disappearing and going away somewhere and taking like days away. Totally fine for him to look after himself and, you know, do everything he needs to, to look after himself, take himself to the gym and visit with friends and whatnot. But it's definitely not a time where I want to feel abandoned, like he can't cope and like I'm too much. Because I think any, I would say most women will have, experienced this idea that women are too much during this phase and it's probably pretty easy for that to come out because I am a really intense person and it's a huge thing a theme that shows up in our relationship is for me is this fear of being too much for him and him not being able to cope with all of me and this is a phase where he's going to get all of me and it's not always going to be the 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 nicest prettiest parts he's gonna see some of the ugly some of the uh the pain and the wounds and that's that that's where this is gonna start coming out and yeah if he can really stand with me through that and stay in this like loving presence then we're gonna grow through this phase and learn a lot and that's definitely (laughs) 
what's just happened between us. We've been through a massive growth spurt in our relationship, but that all aligned just like this. It all came out during this phase. (laughs) So yeah, that's definitely what I need uh, from, from him. And, you know, that's also to a lesser extent, what is helpful from anyone who loves me, right? Or especially anyone who lives, lives with me. If you know that I'm in that phase and hopefully the people closest to you actually do have an understanding of where you are in your cycle, like it fucking matters. Like it really matters. And if you don't, if you have a partner who is menstruating and you don't know where she is in her cycle, you're at a disadvantage. And if you start connecting in and paying attention, I promise your relationship will get fucking better. So that's a big one. This is a big, intense phase. And it's, I think, like moving on now into the the messages I absorbed from my culture, I think mainly that we're crazy, that we have PMS, that we're just PMSing and we're irrational and unreasonable and scary and annoying and frustrating and difficult and too much. I would also like to take this moment to say, fuck that shit, because it's bullshit. This is the time of truth. seriously this is a time where women struggle to hold the mask anymore and that's a fucking good thing right because how much do we actually I think deeply desire authenticity and truth right I really think this is like something that we deep down do want and this is a time you're going to get it and if you have a partner who is in this phase and you want to run away I think you've got some work to do, you know, she is a mirror for you. And if she is going through this phase and she is, you know, acting in this way that you're not understanding, like, oh, just that strong, loving presence is needed. And you can still have boundaries, right? doesn't mean you have to put up with someone treating you like shit just because they're premenstrual. You absolutely can set boundaries and that will be useful, to her but yeah like this is not a time to run away and if you do run away from your partner when she's in this phase she will not trust you and this will be compounded every single fucking cycle that you do that so yeah like face her in loving fierce presence set boundaries and be clear and yeah be intentional Uh, with how you show up and you will grow through that and yeah like there's nothing more supportive to me than David being really connected in with my cycle and like you know it's a learning process he we do um, have we use the clue app by the way uh, if you have heard of that and it's just a period tracking app you track your cycle but it has an option to share it with Um, with others so he has like a very simplified version of my cycle that just lets him know basically what phase I'm in and uh, yeah and that's really helpful for him to just keep track and have us a a much broader understanding of what's what's showing up in me and why and therefore not take it personally that's a huge (laughs) a huge advantage (laughs) that he has 
So I highly, highly recommend getting an app. Clue is definitely a great one. I rate it and they don't sell your data and it's run by women, owned by women. So I definitely, I definitely love it. But there are other apps as well that you, that have a similar function where you can share it with someone. And I highly recommend that you do that with your partner and or partners or your best friend or your, the people closest to you whom you feel like you can share this with because, yeah, I love I love keeping keeping track of of where my friends are in their cycle and showing up for them a little differently, noticing their their different needs at different times. It's really it's really intimate and it's a beautiful way to connect and and love someone, show someone that you love them. Okay. Well, that is that's it. That is my cycle. That was really fun sharing that with you. I hope I hope that was enjoyable or that yeah that you learned something. I think like, obviously I'm only sharing my experience, but because we're all connected and women are going through these four phases, there's going to be likely a lot of similarities. And I'm sure many women will be able to resonate with some of what I experienced. But if you, uh, if you're not in tune with your cycle, I really, really recommend getting onto that and start tracking. It's so fascinating. It is fascinating. It's entertaining. It's interesting. It's educational. It's empowering. And yeah. And and if you are a person who really loves women, who's often in relationship with women, the more you know about this, the better. And I know that so many women now are on hormonal birth control. And so they're not really experiencing this. But they're still going to be going through cycles. It's still great knowledge to have to pass on to to any any women around you, daughters, sisters, you know. Okay, well, thank you for listening. And please do get in touch if there is anything on this episode you want to discuss or ask a question about. I'd love to hear from you. See ya. This was Nude with Mercy J. If you'd like to support me in bringing you more delicious content, then please do click the link in my bio or go to redcircle.com slash nude slash donations. If you have any questions, suggestions or feedback about this episode, then please do contact me at nudepodcastnz at gmail.com. 